Hello, and welcome to the Project-Based Learning Theory Podcast. First, we'll start off by exploring what is project-based learning? Why do we do it? Then we will explore three examples in which project-based learning occurs. So what is project-based learning? Project-based learning involves engaging students with real-world problems. Learning is student-driven, as students work together towards a solution or creation of a product. Project-based learning is multidisciplinary and allows students to apply their knowledge in an authentic context. Why do we do it? Project-based learning is an authentic way for students to engage in their learning and to demonstrate their knowledge. Project-based learning leads to deeper learning and a more in-depth exploration and understanding of a topic. Our first example that we'll explore takes place right down the street from me, yet involves participants from around the world. Each year at the Forks, winners of the Art and Architecture Warming Cut Competition display their projects on ice for the public to interact with. This year sees winners from Spain, China, Switzerland, Seattle, and Winnipeg. The project prompt encourages entrants to push the envelope of design, craft, and art. Entry is open to all architects, students of architecture, interior designers, industrial designers, and artists. There is also a category for schools to enter. Participants engage with the real-world problem presented as such. Weather in Winnipeg during the months of January and February can be extremely cold with temperatures reaching below minus 30. Teams are encouraged to engage the effects of solar radiation, wind chill, and the constantly shifting landscape of the snow-covered river. The depth of the ice on the Assiniboine and Red River at the end of January can be as deep as one meter thick. Keeping in mind these parameters, teams are challenged to create something meaningful and beautiful. Many of these pieces are representative of the history, land, or art of their creators. Our second example that we'll explore is moving even closer to home, and it takes place down the hall in Margaret Park in Miss Jolene's classroom. This year, as part of a larger project to revitalize Beryl Watts Park that was undertaken last year alongside Amy's class, Learners in Jolene's third grade class explored the idea of inclusive playgrounds and reimagined what the playground at Barrow Watts Park could look like. The students began by discussing accessibility issues and the importance of, inc- of inclusive environments for all. They then researched inclusive playgrounds and looked at how different elements were adopted to be accessible. They ventured to the new playground by the Pan Am Pool, one of Winnipeg's few accessible playgrounds, and they explored, tested, and experienced the features. They then began the process of designing their own inclusive playgrounds and building models of the playgrounds using recycled materials. The project concluded with the models being displayed in the school library, as well as being presented to visiting school trustees and a student wheelchair user. Our third example comes to us because as I was researching and reading different article titles to try and pick the third case to explore, I noticed that the most frequent discipline for which I was encountering articles about project-based courses was engineering. In my university education, I encountered a couple courses that were project-based learning, and one was the undergraduate engineering course, Design and Engineering. Design and Engineering is a first-year engineering course created to do exactly as the course name suggests, give prospective engineers experiences in designing projects when provided with a problem or a prompt, a deadline, and a group of colleagues to work with. The course syllabus explains that the majority of the class will be spent on design projects, with the instructional team present to provide assistance, team decision-making, and to ensure consistency. 
I'm speaking of my experience taking the course, and it likely has changed, but at the time I was enrolled, the course involved, created four, involved creating four collaborative projects and presenting them to the group of peers, where the and peers would evaluate, and at the end of the project, um, group members would rate each other's contributions as well. I find the course an interesting example of project-based learning because the course also consisted of lectures in which the skills that are essential to a project were explicitly explained and methods for applying these skills were explicitly taught, such as conflict management, teamwork, communication, professionalism, and design tools. This course provides the foundation that engineering students need to be successful as they further their education and enter their career, both of which involve lots of work on projects and project-based learning. I believe this course for me accomplished much of what it set out to do. I would classify this course as learning through projects more so than project-based learning, due to the fact that many of the project prompts were not authentic, nor could they be considered real world. In the years since the course, I have never found myself in a predicament where I had to move an egg from the floor to the table with the constraints of only being allowed one movement to start a machine. So in all three of these examples, the warming cut competition, the inclusive playground, and the engineering course, I believe that project-based learning was an effective way for the teacher or leader to help their learners engage with their topics in a more meaningful way. In all three of these projects, some of the issues that are encountered are cost of materials, although in the, in the warming cut competition, this is offset as participants who win are given um, a budget for which to create their structures. In the inclusive playground project, this was offset using recycled materials, although the availability of recycled materials may have in turn limited what students were able to create. In the design and engineering course, again, availability of materials and tools may have been a limitation um, that impacted students throughout the design process.